0: hey you busy Mm. okay let me run something past you real quick every now and again I find that I go through this what I like to call an, a season of revamping now I am a person the way I'm wired I'm just a person that goes through life and when I see that something's not working I'm like mm, ugh, I need to do something different because I'm just not one to keep doing the same thing over and over again, getting the same results and falling into a pit of consistent emotional bondage. Like, I'm not doing it. But I noticed that it is more prominent during two kind of seasons in my life. And I don't know why it's just me, but I think one is obvious. It's the new year. Cause it's that new year, new me. Okay. What I'm going to do different to me, the new year just gives this sense of, ah, an open playing field of 12 months of how I'm getting ready to do this thing different. That's just what it revs up in me. And then when my birthday comes literally split smack middle of the year, cause my birthday is June 28th. Favorite colors teal. If you want to get me something, that's fine. Okay. Great. Uh, I also go through that same transformation of, okay, so you six months in, you got six more to go. What did you do differently? What could you continue to do differently? What did we do well for the first quarter of the year? Okay, great. And in my head, I know that quarters are four, but the way that I look at it is I look at January through June for me as, okay, first quarter, let's get it. Then my second half is go ahead and just, you know, June to December. And I found myself doing things like going through my closet and just looking at now I'm gonna go ahead and tell you I'm super embarrassed. I'm like go hold you and you better not say you better not repeat this to nobody. But and I'm gonna give you some background because you're not gonna understand it if I just go ahead and just lay it in your lap like that. Pause. So when I was younger, my mother was the mother that was like, Look, it's annoying to shop for with a teenager. I'm just gonna go ahead and give you money. You go buy your shoes, your clothes, your what have you, with your friends. You come back. This is the only money that you get in, so have a nice day. You know, back in the days of the nineties and stuff, it wouldn't no give you my credit card. It was here's the cash. You figure out how you can raise, spread this thinner than a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Okay, great. Thanks. So I was taller than an average bear, which meant my feet were longer than the average bear you know all my friends was barely reaching five foot one you know their feet was real cute still looking like they was in their walking shoe and then here I am landing on Plymouth Rock with my baby thumpers looking insane (laughs) they used to nickname me disrespectful these kids by the way because I'm still Facebook friends with some of these now adults but we'll have that combo later but they used to nickname me Bruce from Popeye yeah, I had to, Then they call me olive oil? Listen, it was a hard not life for me. You see what I did there? Okay, great. And so because I was born in the era or I grew up in a teenage region of baggy clothes was in, guess what she did? I went ahead and bought uh, sneakers two sizes too small, walked on the back of them bad boys, had the baggy jeans coming over, shouts out to Carhartt. Hey! And I went ahead and I made it happen. But you know what that did? Now, my mother saw when I came back in that them size sixes was not the Lord's will for my particular life, okay? And she said nothing. Matter of fact, she said something. She just didn't intervene. She was just like, that's not your shoe size, but you go ahead and look stupid if you want. I'm talking about headaches in school, walking on the back of them things. I, to God be the glory. I'm talking about genuine, authentic eagle claw. Oh, like my toes was just like, they should have pressed charges. I ain't even going to hold you. Like if toes had an advocate, <laughs> they should have just joined that particular union. And so once... And I kind of maintained that. I ain't going to hold you because I didn't want my foot to look long. And then after a while, that kind of merged into, I don't know my shoe size. Do you know? I'm so embarrassed. Do you know my husband and I went out on a date? Uh, We didn't really do any walking around. And I just noticed, I was like, man, my toe hurts. And. Out of the blue, the unction of the Holy Spirit—whatever you want to say—I went and said, "Babe, can you, can you fill my toe? Uh, because my husband has a long foot." So I said, "Do you have wiggle room in your shoe? Kind of like to?" He was like, "Yeah, I don't buy shoes unless I can wiggle my toes. Like I'm not—I need some room." I said, "Okay. Like, how much room do you have though? Because again, my husband don't even know. He has taught me so much <laughs> about myself. It's ridiculous." So I was like, "Can you fill my toe?" And he felt my toe. He was like, babe, you don't have any room in this sneaker. I was like, but it feels good. Because, again, I'm on my Tony, Tony, Tony. It feels good. Because this is what I have been accustomed to it's almost the equivalent to when babies were in the womb for so long and the only way to make them comfortable once you give birth is to swaddle you know swaddle them into that position of like bro you sure you want your knees all the way close to your eyebrows like that i mean cool hey if it works out for you god bless america you sure you want to be a human burrito no sour cream Okay, then I'll go ahead and just, if this is going to keep that quiet, then I'll go ahead and tighten this thing up like a testy roll, stop playing with me. So I went ahead to my husband, I said, "Um, what do you mean it's too much it, it, that I'm not giving myself enough room? And He was like, babe, so he's pressing down on my foot like <laughs> like an angry parent. He's like, your toe is all the way on this rubber. Like, your toe shouldn't be that. And And so I'm thinking, but the width feels good. Like, I don't want to feel like, you know, I'm playing the game of wh- where's the other side of my sneaker? You know, feeling like I'm in a cube box and I can't fill the walls. Like, boss, I want to go ahead and say that. And I started doing Google research because one thing about it, I am not a person you just going to drop some information on. And I go, oh, okay. No, I make it a real life, like, research event because I'm like, I know I don't have children, a whole husband, b- had a household at some point in my life and I came all the way thus far the Lord done brought me this far and I don't know my shoe size you better have a nice day I'm not with it so here I am in these interweb streets and I'm like Google let me just a tapping how do you know how your sneaker fits good or not should your sneaker have and I'm going through all this and literally could not sleep I'm not even gonna hold you the adrenaline rush of ma'am Do you not know your shoe size? I just could not get to sleep. I woke up first thing in the morning, I kid you not, and I ran down to the local Journeys, um, which is a shoe store that sells the Vans and the Uggs and what have you, because I just figured I'm about to find out my shoe size in all brands because here's what I developed and, and, and gathered from my research thereof. What may be a size i'm gonna just throw out a size i'm not gonna get my business in the streets well maybe a size seven in nike is not a size seven in vans like i didn't know there was a differentiation between sizes i just said boom this is my number size okay great and let me just get this all across the platform like a cookie cutter situation not knowing that mm, ma'am you may want to go up may want to go down i just didn't adjust so i went to the journey zoo and the reason why i got there first thing in the morning is because I wanted to tell this embarrassing story without feeling too embarrassed and I'm like hey listen and I went ahead and told him went to this date night with my husband realized that um I wasn't raised right k okay, great because I don't know my shoe size and so can you help me I had him put my little foot on the silver thing I was real real serious sir measure this thumper I don't care how much of a baby deer you look at me as. I need to know how large, K-grade, okay, this yachtage is above my below my ankle. And so he went ahead and to, to God be the glory, he was like, You know what? Same thing happened to me. I might do tell, sir. Journey, sir. He said, Well, listen, I was walking around once I got here and realized that my size 12s felt tight. Went ahead and didn't even realize that at 25, he was a size 13. He said, Bruh, I had to give away so many shoes. It was ridiculous. So now my embarrassment is turning into, you know, we're having a moment here. And I spent more time there than I should have, but realized my. My Converse's are a different size. My vans are a different size. Kate gray. I ain't even try to Uggs because I felt like I was gonna be Emerging into the shack elites. That is now my version of me embracing my new shoe size. I am the Shaquille O'Neal elite group. I am head leader of all sizes of Shaquille. I'm not going to tell you my shoe size because that's none of your business. I'm still somebody's grandbaby and I'm a child of God. And you won't be embarrassing me and gossip about me in these streets, but I digress. So now you got some background of what just initiated this whole like, yo. I need to revamp what what else am I possibly doing in an old way or in a consistent cookie cutter matter that requires some form of revamping. So first I wanted to make sure I was using the word right, right? Because you don't want to be in these American English speaking streets sounding like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't like what is that word so I went ahead and went to New Oxford American Dictionary Ministries and revamp means give new and improved form structure or appearance to so you already know I had to go ahead and have a meeting of the minds with my husband and I'm like sir <laughs> this whole closet is a wrap like I can't do nothing with all this cuteness now We went ahead and I gave away so many shoes. I was like, God, is somebody praying for shoes in this particular size? And you just felt like you wanted me to be the vessel of the blessing because I feel some kind of way. I feel like all my drip, okay, uh, all the swag, whatever the new term is that the young peoples is using for, you know, looking good. I feel like all the collector's items, I got to give those away. Some I was like, nah. Mm -mm. I'm just going to save this for my daughter and hopefully she becomes a Shaq Elite Junior and she'll go ahead and have these like in a year or two. I'm not getting no these these are some good classics like (laughs) these converses mm -mm. like they don't even make these no more. You see what I'm saying? And there's passion in my voice. And I hope that you hear that because at this point, um, you, you're you literally, I am walking you through like realistic situations. I can't make this up. Listen, I heard a good once upon a time. I heard a good Dr. Seuss in my day. But some of these stories, I can't make up. This is my life. Like this is literally my life. And I don't know if I'm laughing or if I'm crying, but I can tell you my eyes is getting glossy. So we're going to just go ahead and say that it's a crack up. I'm laughing. Okay, great okay cool so went ahead and just had boxes literally went to goodwill they were like oh to the point that the disrespect was so potent the guy said well do you have some sneakers in my size chuckle chuckle but then after the second box he was like no seriously do you have any men's shoes in here no sir okay um I just found out I'm a part of the Shacky elites, And so I just need to go ahead and get rid of all these little toddler shoes that I didn't know. Okay. Apparently, I'm still in the walker because that's the size shoe that I, never mind. I don't even want to be bothered. So revamping is the word. So I went ahead and just gave away all those shoes. And I was like, okay, meeting of the minds. Husband, I got to replace it because I feel like I got stripped of my drip, okay? He was like, go ahead and make it happen. I'm like, cool. Because what I notice is I can't walk in the store and say, hey, can I have those in the Shaq Elite? And they say, sure, right away. We have plenty of your size. No, my Shaq Elite size is the, um, ma'am, first come, first serve, have a nice day. And it's already hard to shop for me, period, because I'm slim and I'm tall. And so I can't just go in to your local Walmarts or, you know, your local Targets or something that, you know, you can find a good little drip on sale. I can't do that. I got to go online, read the reviews, see if the other Shacky Elites have a similar experiences. So it's just a whole thing. So I went through my sneakers and I'm like, time out. Let me just make sure my kids know <laughs> that um, there's a proper way to wear shoes. So praise God that... um what I was trying to force my daughter and I'm like, No, you still got room in these shoes. She was like, I can't wiggle my toes. I told her, I said, Remember when you said that to me? She was like, Yes. I said, Keep that same energy. Apparently, that's how you keep pretty toes. Mommy's working on hers. Got God use me. My son knew. And so I felt good about my situation. I'm the only one in my house that don't know that toddler shoes, you gotta get rid of them after a certain size. And so what that made me do is go through other parts of my life and say, What else could you be revamping? And I said, I'm gonna pick up the phone and use this and we're gonna do this as a, as a, um union. Okay. We're going to go ahead and walk through these revamping streets together. One of the things that I'm going to just go ahead and tell you have been on my heart for revamping is Christianity. I'm not even going to hold you. I am walking and peeling away from all things that even look like religion. I'm just not interested. I hate it that uh, Christianity has to look a certain way. Now, don't get me wrong. I do feel like there is a guideline of some sort. It should just be: listen, decency and order is what God is. You know, you speak a certain way not because you want to be Christianese, just because the Bible says that. You know, and I'm paraphrasing this part, but that fresh water and salt water shouldn't come from the same mouth. So that's why I choose not to use profanity. I'm not doing it because I want to be a Christian, and this is what the you know Christian Scout's honor is. It's more of no, I have to carry myself a different way because i'm a christian just like i carry myself a different way because i'm a wife there's certain things i'm not going to wear there's a certain areas you're not going to see me in. There's certain company that you're not going to see that I keep because I understand the standard that I want to keep because I am a wife. And you heard me talk about this before. There's certain decisions that I'm not going to make because I am a mother. Do certain mothers do what I choose not to do? Absolutely. Does that take a strike off of their motherhood? Maybe not so in their opinion. And that's why they keep doing it. But as far as me and mine go, there's just certain things I'm not doing. I deem and I value the fact that I will never embarrass my husband and my children and anything that I say that I stand for based upon my actions or the lack of me thinking through an action. So there's just certain things that I'm not doing. And so I just figured, I said, how many people are actually doing a revamp of how they see stuff? How many people are actually looking at, and let's just stay on clothes for a minute. I actually went through my closet because since you're gonna go ahead and take away, you know, the shoes, I said, what in my closet... Does not fit me and who I am anymore. And there's one thing about moving with the times and making sure that you know you're updated. There's another thing is staying true to you, because I told him, asked myself, I said, why is it that we got to keep updating our wardrobe? And the reality is, so that you won't look stupid and uh, <laughs> you know, like a blast from the past. Like, ma'am, we don't put the blue eyeshadow like that no more, sir. The mullet is no more, ma'am. You can go ahead and just whatever that ducktail thing is in the back of your son's head, please cut that. We don't do tails anymore. And so there are certain things that it's like, look, this is just the time. You do have the option to stay there, but do understand that that's a symbolic uh, appearance of stagnation. You want to make sure that what you're doing some stuff, you do stay true to you, but that you're not the only one that's still looking like Soldier Boy. Like how big is that T-shirt? Yeah, we don't, we don't do that no more. And so it made me go ahead and just truly look at other aspects of my life. I was like, you know, what about the aspect of parenting? I had an exclusive conversation with my son that I said I wasn't going to really say nothing, but I feel like we're getting close and, you know, I'm getting intimate with my conversations with you, so I might as well go ahead and tell you. I came up with the notion that I feel like African-American parents are as and I may have said it before, but I feel like it's worth repeating that African-American parents are as strict on their children as they possibly are because of slavery. I feel like we have a different idea of what respect is because of slavery. I feel like we have a whole notion of what respect looks like and all these other different things because of what we've gone through. Now, I've never been Nigerian you know, not from Africa per se, you know, but I've heard that there's other parents that just like, woo, and other nationalities that it's like, bro, listen, Nigerian parents are tough. Now, I don't know if that's just a cultural thing. Again, I don't know where it stems from. But I came up with the notion that maybe we are harder on our kids because we had a very, very strict In our cultural upbringing. And so that when you do have a child that wants to advocate for themselves or, you know, discuss something and just express themselves, we deem it as disrespect because at no time were we able to express what we felt to Massa. You see what I'm saying? And so I decided I don't. I want a household where my children are respectful, but I want a household of children who are thinkers, who are advocators, who can say, hey, something doesn't feel right. Can I give you kind of like my logic behind what I'm feeling? To put words to their emotions because God knows that we don't need any more emotionally constipated men. We don't need any more emotionally unstable women. I don't want a daughter who can't put words to what she's feeling and just is, you know, but just reacting all the time and she doesn't understand. No, you very much need to be taught how to understand what it is that you're feeling. And sir, not saying nothing, bottling it up, going into your room, closing the door, preferably hitting something or just getting on your game or putting on music to drown out is a temporary fix. But that's not the emotional stance that I want him to have through life. So, I have revamped how I look at parenting. I don't want children that's just, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. I don't want you to say, mm, can I say something real quick? Because guess what? I may be wrong. Or guess what? They may give me a different set of tools, you know, set of ammo for this particular parenting thing that I'm going through. This thing is a journey. It's not a, hey, I birthed you, so I know what to do every single day stage in your life how I raised you at 10 is not what I need as you're rearing the end of your teenagehood you see what I'm saying so no I very much want you to go ahead and sharpen my skills and say hey mm, the reason why I don't want a birthday party is because I'm not five anymore (laughs) you know you may need to go ahead and change and clean the lens on how I see certain things I look at success differently I had to revamp that at one point, success was dollar amount and title and, oh, you work at that job. Oh, that's a good job. My friend Ebony said something so dope to me the other day, and I was just like, wow, I never really considered that. Um, I like it, and I'm going to go ahead and tuck it away like a football and run to the other side and get a touchdown. She said, I dislike when people say that some that a job is a good job. She's like, so many people are looking for a good job, but what they should be striving for in essence is a great career. And if it takes you getting to ends and odds, you know, type of employment opportunities to get to your greater career goals, then you should go ahead and do that. And I just thought, oh my gosh, how dope is that? And and more so, let's just expand it and just widen it a little bit. How do you view success? To me, to be honest, and I had the, and I literally did I'm not think about it, just had this talk with my son yesterday. I said, It is not successful to me to pull up to a home just to say that I have a home if when I pull up to my bank account, uh, I'm not satisfied. You see what I'm saying? It is not success to me to go to a job and that my W-2s and, you know, the bi-weekly or the monthly or however you get paid uh, is rolling in the dough and it looks awesome. But if I had to look at the spiritual gauge of my stress factor, um, it's the highest it's ever been in all the land. That is not success to me. Success to me is, is also not living low to bar where you just like, look, I'm just going to have this beat putt putt and I'm going to have this beat up, you know, broken down osmosis, asbestos, apartment or home or whatever. It just means something different to me. Success is contentment. Like I literally take First Timothy 6, six to a whole different level. And I'm going to go ahead and just paraphrase prior, prior, prior that. It says, um, I kind of want to pull it up, so I'm giving you the exact, but it says that godliness with contentment is great wealth. And that's my paraphrase of it in whatever version it is, strive inspired version, King James K. Gray. But that means a lot to me. And so essentially how I look at that verse is, if I go to any portion of my life and I don't feel a sense of contentment, then I need to go ahead and do an adjustment. I literally look at life that way because I take me being a good steward over my life. It's a huge responsibility to me and I take it very seriously. And so I look at me as a wife, me as a mom, me as an individual, my my social life, my spiritual life, my, my physical life. I look at all of those and I'm like, okay, so where are you? and what are you doing too much of what are you doing too little could you what could you be doing a little bit more and where is it you know what I'm just right like I look at it like OG you know the story of the three bears you know that one was too hot it's like ah bro that's gonna burn your tongue but this one was way too cold would you you got this out the freezer and then the other one Goldilocks was like you know what this is just right just right for her because don't get it twisted Maybe another Goldilocks would have came in there and said that that hot is just right for them. Maybe another Goldilocks would have came and said that cold is just for them. I'm going to give you a real life scenario. I kid you not. My husband and I went to go eat breakfast at like a waffle house. No, it was a waffle house. So it was like a huddle house, whatever it is down here. We came to something just low low budget, quick. We needed something to eat because we were on our way to something. And a woman ordered her food, and we literally heard her say, I like my food cold. Okay, great. And I understood that because when my food comes out, I don't eat it fresh off the press. I don't enjoy my food hot. I'm not the one that likes to say, I don't want to sing the ooh ee ooh a song as I'm trying to eat my food. I can't enjoy it if I feel like I have to, you know, make make sure it's the steam don't hit the roof of my mouth and make me sing the opera. So I literally, I, I converse while we're eating until my food gets a certain temperature, and then I dove in, and I, you know, I smash the situation because I'm a foodie. Literally, my husband and I, we ate, had a good old time, talked did whatever, came back. The woman literally ordered her food, set it at the table, and she left. So I, being the inquisitive person that I am, I looked at the waitress and I said, oh, um, she left her food. And she said, no, she does this all the time. She'll be back. She likes her food cold. I said, "Oh, bro, you like your food cold. Like, cold cold and who knows that may trace back to something in her childhood maybe she was you know the person that made her own food or her parents made her food and was like hey you know what the food is on the stove you can go ahead and warm it up if you want to and she was like nope I'm scared of the stove I want to go ahead and eat it like this you don't know what that traces back to but again that is her lot just right so you know what these conversations are They are thought-provoking conversations. They are life-provoking conversations. And I had so many different, again, so many different things that I was going through. I'm like, you know, what does a successful marriage look like to you? Oh, my goodness. And so, and what's just right for my husband and I may not be that for certain people. There are some couples that feel like, bruh, if we are not traveling multiple times a year, I just feel like we're stagnant. My husband and I don't have that itch. We kind of have different goals, to be honest with you. And that is our just right. So just think about what's your just right. In the area of friendships, success, parenting. Marriage or dating, your religional aspects, you know, mine is Christianity, what's yours? In regards to your your social well-being, your physical well-being, one of the the commitments that I'm going to make to myself is there will be nothing in my closet that I put on that interferes with my confidence. So, and women this is a woman thing I don't know how fellas do it I don't think that they have this issue more so than women but there are certain things in my closet with tags that I have told myself oh you know this is when my stomach gets a little bit thin. you know my stomach needs to be a little bit flat this is when I when I when I lose this bit of bit of poundage here and it's like listen if there is anything in your closet that is a form of bondage, why do you still have it? As a matter of fact, we need to go all the way down to the elemental p. Let's go all the way back to do me Why did you even buy it? Your clothes should fit you in a way that brings you confidence, not, not condemnation. Why would you want to put on a dress and you like, ah, and you keep flattening your stomach with your hand like that's going to do something in the mirror outside of you sucking it in and doing all that other extra. Like, to be honest with you, really? Because I had to look this up. Abs are made in the kitchen and abs are just literally, it's, it's a lifestyle adjustment. Literally, if you made the commitment of I'm not eating four to five hours prior to me going to sleep, if you literally made that commitment, you would see such a change in your stomach that you would be like, oh my goodness, did I do a million sit-ups yesterday? And the day before that, and the day before that. And I know what you're thinking. You like, bruh, but I'm hungry 30 minutes prior to going to sleep. And I get it. But why don't you go ahead and drink something? Literally, I don't know what water does. It's like a a brain delusion kind of sort of to me, but it makes you feel full. Go ahead and drink you something. Water, not juice, not soda. Tea may be okay, but water is the brain trickster. To oh, we full. We don't even want nothing right now. I think we're okay. I'm not even gonna hold you. And if you like, listen, I'm a big girl, big boy now. Water's not gonna hold me. You can have a nice day. Then go ahead and get you something. Um, that that is like when I just feel like, bro, I I need to eat. I ain't gonna hold you. I go eat a salad. Yeah, I, ha- I have salad stuff on deck. Or I'll I'll go eat some kind of fruit. My claim to fame, what helps me all the time, is I love dried mangoes. So I keep those on deck. Because that's a food that if I eat it, I'm not going to feel guilty at the end of the day. And then I don't have to be subjected to feeling like I need to go ahead and look in the mirror and suck in my stomach and just keep waving it down like I'm patting my stomach like it's a German shepherd. I'm not doing that. So the question that needs to be answered here and now and the challenge that is being offered to you uh, right now, what area of your life needs to be revamped? You only get a new you when you realize you need to do something new in an area. What needs to be revamped? Go through, I gave you my list. Just throwing out something, you know, just, hey, you can take from mine. But you may need to go ahead and once you give up the phone, be like, okay, revamp. Because I had to do that even down to, and I was getting ready to let you go, but I had to come back again like a puffy. You thought that was the end? Little Janet Jackson. Is that the end? No. Real quick, my hair. I have always wanted braids, box braids. But I've always been scared because I heard the horror stories of like, girl, it takes out your edges and this, that, and the third. And I don't know if you saw the pictures on my IG or whatever, but I was just like, no, I want braids for crying out loud. I'm going to do the research (laughs) because you know how I am. Because I can't, listen, I can't see a problem and not have information to back me up. I just, I can't. That's just not the person I am anymore. And so I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? Okay, to make sure I get some braids. And guess what she went ahead and did? She went ahead and got her some braids. And I, and I tell you what, when you revamp in the area, it brings on a certain power. You feel such a glow inside. You're like, I conquered something that held me back. And that's essentially what it is. What do you need to conquer? What do you need to update that, it, that has made you unconsciously unintentionally stagnant mediocre go ahead and look just a nice little scan of your life and really be honest with yourself and say what brings me what do I feel like is kind of interfering with my confidence what am I not content in anymore you know you know how you know you're not content in it because you're complaining hmm you know how you know that something's a little... No, it's not that, oh, you getting older now. You know, your knees ain't what it used to be in 30. You ain't working out. You Your sleeping patterns suck. Okay? Um, Your choice of entertainment is not bringing you joy and fulfillment. I mean, my goodness, you should be laughing a little bit more than you, than you feel like, man, did you hear what's happened with such and such? It's good to keep up with the news. But can we... Co- can we keep up with some good news too can you watch some shows that bring you joy and enlighten you you don't like reading a book okay great but can you can you make sure that you make a commitment to learning some new stuff every now and then i mean you were made to grow you really were and if you're not growing you're not living care okay, what well, nobody's talking about you are a zombie if you decided to breathe this air and just go ahead and just be somewhere in the 50s 60s and whatever other decade you want to choose you just stuck over there because you've been doing something the same way if i was to take a snapshot of you 20 years ago or 10 years ago and look at you now if it looks the exact same you should have been in a time capsule what was the point you see what i'm saying but you know me OG. when something because you know when something's fresh off the press I, I, I get an emotional attachment to it. And I feel like I can talk about it for 15 years because this literally is happening to me real time. And so when I pick up this phone and I call you, you are literally getting fresh off the press what's happening in my life. And I'm looking at you because I'm like, C- clap. You know, I feel like I deserve an award for that or something. You know, at least a hand clap of praise or something. But I feel like you got what you needed. What's the word? What's the Pee Wee's Playhouse word of the day? Okay. Revamping. Revamp. And I pray that this echoes all through your soul. And I pray that the Holy Spirit unctions you to be like, you know what? I'm glad that you heard that because I've been trying to get your attention in this area for the longest Clean that area of your life up. Sort that area of your life up. Mend that relationship. Mend that part of your life up. Go ahead and and be courageous enough to go ahead and pursue that particular career path. I don't care how old you are. You're never too late to go back to school. If that's what you want to do, do it with wisdom. You don't need to be in student loan debt, but go ahead and get that certification. Go ahead and and see how much down payment you need for that house. Go ahead and be brave enough to look at your credit score and, and all the things that's on your credit and see what you need to go ahead and pay off so that you can get these people off your back you shouldn't be scared to answer your phone or to open up certain mail just go ahead and revamp do something different you see what I'm saying like yo any year can be your year any month can be your month but it takes for you to change your mind revamp I'm going to tattoo that on your soul revamp and I pray that you hear this echoing long after we get off the phone because that's what you need you need a fresh anointing you don't need a vacation per se you don't need to move you don't need a new relationship a new job you need a new mindset you can literally go to sleep tonight wake up tomorrow and feel like a whole brand new person and you didn't change your zip code temporarily or your relationship temporarily you need to change your mind that's the change you need you need that change that's echoing in your soul. That's the change you need. So often you're trying externally, and yeah, it does have a part to do with that, but there's an internal scream that is saying, hey, we need to do something different. You keep bumping heads with that particular relative. You need to do something different. You don't like what you see on that particular social media platform every time that person posts, you know what, no hard feelings, but like delete. Unfriend, block, do what you need to do. For you. Listen to the internal screams of you. We pay attention to everybody else. Who pays attention to you? It should be you. Yeah, circle B, that's the answer, you. But, again, I feel like you got what you need. Go ahead and let that echo in your soul and do what needs to be done. And that's my good, good nanny says, oh. I ain't gonna hold you. Revamp. You understand? Okay. Later.